programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. Hi folks, this is Shane Larry. You're listening to Mark and Ken on Keologus Crack.
All right, there you go. The voice of Dolores yes. O'Riordan and they uh, buried Dolores on Tuesday. And that song there was uh, When You're Gone. And, yeah. uh, Sounds like go. it was Still a great sad. day. Yeah, anyway, indeed. Celebrating like they, her life. Uh, they sent her out with a bang there. So, and we'll, very, also, very we'll also send that one out to uh, Kitty Freely and the family as well. Uh, they, uh, Hannah Murphy, yeah. Kitty's sister, uh, passed away and uh, they buried her yesterday. And uh, we also have some sad news came in this morning as well. Michael O'Sullivan, father of Maureen and Sean O'Sullivan, he passed away at 95 years and uh, peacefully, thank goodness, mm-hmm. on Thursday evening. And we just want to let you know that visitations will be held Monday evening at uh, 2 to 4 and 7 to 9 at Turner and Porter. That's at Jane and Bloor. And the funeral mass will be held at St. Clement's Church, 11 a.m. Tuesday morning. And the announcement will also be in the Toronto Star on Sunday. Yeah, from uh, and that is uh, Sean O'Sullivan, the the boxer. That's and his uh, dad. Michael was from Bantry in uh, Cork. All yeah. right, well, there we go. Oh, yeah. Bit of sad news there. Sad right. news to start off our our show. Yeah, we don't usually do that, but um, anyway, very fitting I think with Dolores Reardon and great song to kick it off with there. There we go. So, on to other things. Yes. We're in the, well, hold on now. We're in the presence of greatness. We in the are today. indeed, actually. Later on in the show, who will be hearing from? What's his name again? Well, there's Mr. Alan Hunt is in the studio, yeah. and he's producing Little Gem right. from the Toronto Irish Players. He's producing this show this morning, so if anything goes wrong, <laughs> it's your he's fault, like, Alan. He's like a All conductor right? here already. He is, yeah. Now Tell you us. talk. Now you talk. <laughs> All right, very so good. So, you're very welcome to the studio, Alan, and we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you as well uh, as we go along through the through okay. the uh, well, show, thank yeah. you. Thank you. It is, a, it is a pleasure to be here and to meet you guys for the first time. Yeah, well, hopefully it won't be the last. Uh, well, you never know. You yeah. m- might want to wait until after the show before <laughs> you say that. You know what to say, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> well, by, uh, you know, Alan's, from, Alan's from Cork, and I said by the end of the show, anyway, he'll have a Cork accent. I'd say I guarantee so, you. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Good stuff. All right, bit of golf news to kick it off. Rory is back in great form altogether after three rounds in the Dubai Desert Classic. He's Mm -hmm. uh, 19 under, one shot off a a young Chinese lad by the name of Lee. That might surprise you, (laughs) his last name. I couldn't get his first name. That'd be like Murphy in Ireland, I'd say. Indeed, he's on 20. Absolutely, and uh, he had a top five finish last week, so he seems like he's in... uh, He's starting to season off uh, in, in fairly good shape. Could this be the year, Kenny? Could the it Masters? Be? Wouldn't it be lovely? Yeah. It'd be great to see an old green jacket on him. Yeah. Only five other golfers have ever won all four majors now. There That's you go. It's incredible. And some, now, throughout the show now, you'll be thinking about that. Who, yeah. they are, who are they? Don't Google it. No, I won't Google it. I won't spoil it. <laughs> I could tell you probably, but sure, we'll wait. I don't Keep think you could. Keep people in suspense. I don't think you And Tiger is back. And yeah. he made his, this is incredible. I didn't realize it was that long since he made a PGA cut. 2015. Yeah. Was it, really? Isn't that wow. amazing? So, And he yeah. just barely made it in, too, at one under. He made incre- some incredible putts yeah. to uh, to scrape in there and made his first cut. So it's he good said for the game. It's good yeah, for the game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, TV audiences. And, of course, everyone's got the Tiger watch on. So if you're intending to watch the PGA, that's mostly who they'll show I'm yeah. sure this weekend but Lowry missed the cut he kicked off our show there he had plenty of time to give us that <laughs> he did yeah because he missed he's a new daddy cut. too so he might be struggling with that a bit you reckon got the inside track that's what it that. is yeah, yeah. Okay. not getting a lot of sleep oh yeah okay yeah. maybe he spends more time on tour he'll be alright then <laughs> Martin O'Neill signed a new contract yeah this week the on again off again on again off again thing I don't and know if I'm happy about it at are all are you not no Irish are like who else will we get uh, any, I don't just don't like him no? No. 
Okay. He was a bit snarky with Tony O'Donoghue. Yeah, he's Is snarky with everyone. Yeah, O'Donoghue from RTE there. Yeah. And because uh, he didn't like what Tony said to him at the end of the uh, Denmark game. Mm. So, uh, anyway, yeah. that's... Uh, I didn't like that part of him, but anyway, sure. Look, all these <laughs> fellas get a, an awful lot of pressure. And speaking of Denmark, the uh, draw for the uh, Nations League yeah. is on. This is a new way of qualifying, potential new way of qualifying. If you don't qualify the regular way for the Euros, yeah. this is another way of getting in. And it's quite convoluted and complex. Yeah. We won't get into all the details. Yeah. But we can tell you who Ireland is in. We're in pot B. Okay. And we play Wales. And Denmark. Oh, Lord. So we're in for a, a tough time. But it will be interesting. For, that's now not just for this year, for the next Euros. For the next, for oh, the 2020 okay. ones, oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, uh, it'll all kick off. We kick off, I believe, in September, mm. uh, where we welcome uh, Ryan Giggs and Wales well, into, uh, right. into Ireland. So Thursday, September the 6th is when that happens. And then we're off to uh, the Denmark as well. So it'll all uh, wrap up uh, on Monday, November the 19th when uh, we have the Danes in Copenhagen. All right. Good. So we'll take care of business. Yeah, hopefully. Could be a, a trip. Could be a trip. You never know. <laughs> Another one of those once in a lifetime. Yeah. This might never happen right. again. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we convince ourselves so yeah, to go to every event now. Indeed, yeah. And a um, bit of GAA already in the books. Yeah. Um, uh, Claire and Cavan played out a draw earlier today in Division 2. And uh, Carlo, Donnelly's lads there. Mm-hmm. Carlo beat London. Big win over London, London, huh? Great, great start, yeah. <laughs> And my lads have, um, we shouldn't even talk about Division 4 football, but they've we got shouldn't, Limerick. But you just did, on. so you may as well finish yeah, out who's I in get Division the 4. Right? So I get the <laughs> Division 4, anyway. Um, your lads, who have they got tomorrow? Sligo have Armagh tomorrow Ooh. at uh, 2 o'clock Irish time and in Division 3 there. And uh, Fermanagh, Wexford, Offaly, Longford and Derry and Westmeath all mm-hmm. taking place on uh, Sunday. Good, good. That's all Division right. 3. Now, the big lads then will be at it, yeah. of course. So... Uh, Monaghan Mayo should be an interesting one. That'll be a good one. Indeed. And uh, Dublin Kildare. Okay. There's a double header at Crow Park today. In fact, I think there might be three in total matches at Crow Park. Mm. But uh, the double header that's definitely on is Dublin Kildare and Dublin Offaly in the Hurland. Okay, very good. So, uh, be a good day out. Good day out. Ham sandwiches. Flask of tea. <laughs> Everything would be grand, wouldn't it? Very good. So that's great. And uh, just uh, on rugby too, uh, John Muldoon retired or yeah. is retiring, announced his retirement for the end of the season from Connacht. So uh, sad news for uh, for those of us who uh, follow Connacht rugby. Uh, you'll be grand. You know, 300 appearances. And uh, he's 35 years of age, so it's about time, I suppose, at that stage. The body takes an awful lot of knocks, doesn't it? It does, yeah. yeah. Especially in the rugger. Yeah, definitely. All right, what kind of tunes did you line up for us here all today? You, great uh, stuff all together. You're, yeah. you're the you man. I tell well. you, I set some very high expectations. Uh, out, uh, I was at the, the Brogue last night at an okay. event. And I met a lot of Irish people there and uh, told them that this was one not to be missed. So we have <laughs> okay. Alan Hunt in studio and Ken's doing the music. <laughs> and <laughs> so you know no pressure, pal. And no Joe Dolan. And no so Joe. I hope we won't well, disappoint that, all those Joe Dolan fans out there. Definitely is going to be disappointed. But they're expecting it because they know it's you. Right. They're expecting no Joe. Good. A no, a Joe, no show. Joe show. <laughs> Nothing like a no Joe show. Right. All right. We well, here uh, here's a lad, uh, John Doohan, a very famous uh, uh, writer of songs, especially for the likes of Christy Moore. Mm. And this one he wrote, and it's probably Christy's, one of his best hits, I'd say. And uh, since Alan is on his uh, debut producing, and you're taking this as a voyage, we'll have the voyage for you here. Mm. 
I am a sailor and you are my first mate. We signed on together, couple of fate. Raised up our anchor, determined not to fail. For the heart's treasures, together we set sail. With no maps to guide us, we steered our own course. Whether the storms when the winds were gale force, set out the doldrums with patience and hope. Working together, we learned how to cope. Life is an ocean. Love is a boat. In troubled waters, it keeps us afloat. When we started the voyage, there was just me and you. But now look around us, we have our own crew. The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. 
All right. Well, we're off to Ottawa to get the news from Ireland. And uh, I believe this young man celebrated his, what, 21st birthday uh, this week, Desmond? Happy birthday uh, to you, sir. Thank you very much, lads, for the the birthday wishes. Yeah, it's in the it's up in the high 30s now. I'm, I'm soon I'm going to have to be doing the Jack Benny routine, 39 and holding, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> Uh, good morning, folks, and Mark and Ken. Desmond DeVoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that have been making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. The first poll, the first poll of the abortion referendum campaign is out, and the pro-life side has some ground to make up. An Irish Times MRBI poll out late this week shows that a clear majority of those polled were in favour of allowing abortion on request up to 12 weeks. The Varadkar government is heading towards a referendum that will ask voters if they want to repeal the 1983 Eighth Amendment to the Irish Constitution, which recognizes the equal right to life of the mother and her unborn child. 56% of those surveyed said that they would vote yes to allowing abortion on request up to 12 weeks, while 29% said that they would vote no. 15% said that they did not know or offered no opinion. Support for repeal, for repeal was highest in urban and suburban areas amongst younger and female voters, but female voters were the least likely to endorse the repeal amongst any parties. Chief Leo Varadkar made his own position clear on Saturday morning, saying he will campaign for the more for more liberal abortion laws. He made the announcement at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, in an interview with the BBC, saying that Ireland's current abortion laws were too restrictive. A special cabinet meeting will be held on Monday night, which is expected to give the referendum the green light and to set a date. A majority of TDs and senators at Lancaster House have now declared in favor of repealing the Eighth Amendment. Speaking of Radcar, it was an interesting week for him, even though he had to reveal slightly embarrassing personal financial details in the Doyle Aaron, his personal approval ratings are on the rise. The same polling found that Varadkar had the highest approval rating of any party leader. In fact, he has the highest rating of any party leader since Bertie Ahern led Fina Foyle back in 2007. Varadkar, the Finnegale leader, has a 60% approval rating. In second place is Fina Foyle leader Michal Martin. In third place <coughs> excuse me, is Sinn Féin President Jerry Adams, making likely his last appearance in a poll, as he will be replaced next month by Dublin Central TD Lou MacDonald. And at 18%, Labour leader Brendan Howland rounds out the list. Fine Gael also leads all other parties in popular support, with 26% support, compared with Fianna Foyle at 20%. Labour is at 3%, Sinn Féin at 15%, and Independents and others are at 15%. 21% of voters were undecided. Amongst the smaller parties, the Greens are at 3%, with Solidarity, People Before Profit at 2%, Social Democrats at 1%, Independence for Change at 2% and the Independent Alliance at 1%. All of these polls were carried out on Monday and Tuesday of this week amongst a representative sample of 1,200 voters. There is a margin of error of plus or minus 2.8%. In a related story, Radcar told the Doyle this week that he took out a 100% mortgage in January of 2007. The Irish Independent reports that Radcar, the TD for ATD for Dublin West, borrowed €405,000 from Allied Irish Bank over 40 years. Varadkar had sparked an outcry in the dial for suggesting that people ask, quote, the bank of mum and dad to get a deposit for a home or work abroad. Varadkar told the dial that he did not get help from his own parents to get his own house in Castleknock, Dublin. In business news this morning, pub owners across Ireland are raising a pint this week with news that they can now sell alcohol on Good Friday. 
The Daily Telegraph reports that the intoxicating liquor bill 2017 unanimously passed in the Dáil Éireann and President Michael D. Higgins signed the legislation on Thursday. The Good Friday ban has been on the books since 1922. Good Friday occurs on March 30th this year. Gillian Daly of the Licensed Vintners Association in Dublin told the paper that tourists flocking to Ireland for Easter were, quote, shocked to find that pubs were not open on that day. Equality, Immigration and Integration Minister David Stanton said that the change was necessary because of, quote, changing demographics and increasing diversity in our population, as well as a, quote, reduction in traditional religious practice. In Northern Ireland, pubs are open on Good Friday, but can only serve alcohol between 5 and 11 p.m. There are now calls for alignment of rules with the Republic to keep drinkers at pubs in the six counties. Colin Neal of Hospitality Ulster told the BBC that failing to do so could cost Northern pubs 20 million British pounds. Donald O'Keefe of the LVA told Today FM that he would not now be there would not now be calls for pubs to be open on Christmas Day, saying it was quote a special day for families. Well, this week in Irish history on January 26, 1907, John Millington Singh's play Playboy of the Western World opens to riots at the Abbey Theatre in Dublin. On the same day in 2003, the first Holocaust Memorial Day is held in Ireland. Then Justice Minister Michael McDowell apologizes for Ireland's policy of, quote, muted anti-Semitism at the time, which saw only 30 Jews given asylum before the start of the Second World War and none during the war. On January 24, 1920, famed songwriter Percy French dies. On January 22, 2011, Taoiseach Brian Cowan caps off a chaotic week in Irish politics by resigning the leadership of Fianna Foyle following turmoil after Ireland's international financial bailout two months previous. And on January 21, 1876, James Big Jim Larkin is born to Irish parents in Liverpool. The union leader led major strikes in Belfast and Dublin in 1907. He founded the Irish Transport and General Workers Union in 1908 and led his members in the six-month Dublin lockout of 1913. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Discover Ireland and Europe with Aer Lingus's Bring On Europe sale. Fly from Toronto to Dublin from $659 this spring and $889 this summer. Travel on select dates from April to June and July to August. Air transportation charges, taxes and fees are included. Restrictions apply. Smart Flies, Aer Lingus. Hurry and book by January 30th at www.airlingus.com. That's www.airlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Keolikus Crack. So until next week, folks, slán go foil. Thanks very much, Desmond. Good stuff, Desmond. All right. Well, as we mentioned, we have uh, the producer of Little Gem, the latest uh, production from the Toronto Irish Players. Alan Hunt is in studio with us. Alan, you're very welcome to Keologus Crack, your first time on with us. It is, and a pleasure to be here. Good man. Well, we're looking forward to another great production out of uh, the Toronto Irish Players. Give us a little background on Little Gem. Oh, I'll do that, indeed. Um... Well, it was written by a Dublin woman, Elaine Murphy, and she wrote it back about 2007 or 2008. It was entered into the um, Dublin Fringe Festival in 2008, where she won an award for uh, having the best new Irish writing. And then in 2009, it was entered into uh, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, where it won the best in the whole thing. And since then, it's gone on and been um, produced pretty much all over the English-speaking world. I know I've read reviews from plays in uh, as far away as Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, 
all over the states, some of them professional, some of them community theater like ourselves. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful script. Um, Elaine Murphy did spend some time working with um, a woman's organization of, I don't know the name of it, of course, but a, a woman's organization in Dublin. And uh, in her work, she, of course, met people uh, constantly, and she sort of as assembled some of the information and the stories that she would hear from the women who came in. And these stories wound their way into the script, which is Little Gem. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is, the, um, we call it the story, essentially it's the year in the life of these three women on the north side of Dublin. There's a um, grandmother, her daughter, and her granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, to keep things simple, let's say they're 20, 40, and 60-ish. They mm. always have an ish if you're Irish, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, the, the situations that are confronting them are all typical of what you might find if you're early late teens, early 20s, if you're 40 to mid-40s, if you're 60, 65, they're, they're right on, they're realistic, they're, and the story is told, it's warm and funny, it will have you tears of laughter, and then a moment later you'll have tears of the other sort because it gets very moving at mm, times yeah. too. Uh, we certainly think it's a fantastic script. We're very excited to be doing it. Well done. Well, done. well, certainly, yeah, with uh, the uh, awards behind it, as you say, so that's uh, that's wonderful to be able to, to get your hands on this yeah, play I'm, too, right? I'm not an expert um, in just about anything, but I think that today the Edinburgh Fringe would have over a thousand things in it. I don't know if that was mm. true in uh, 2009, but yes, it's an incredibly prestigious award. That's amazing. Um, which led them directly to a professional performance in New York City. Uh, and like I say, it's been uh, performed all over the English-speaking world. Is it hard to get your hands on a, a play such as this then? How do you go about that? Uh, that the, the short answer is uh, totally vague. It's yes and no. Right. Um, we select our plays by having a, a network of people who have either been to Ireland and seen a play or people who have nothing better to do with their time and so they read lots of plays or read reviews of plays that are going on in Ireland. And, uh, of course, Irish, Irish theatre, there's an incredible canon there They're going sure. right back to Sean O'Casey. And yeah. uh, obviously we like to try to keep our finger on the more modern stuff as well. Um, so this play would have uh, come to our attention that way. Uh, once we hear of a play, then we get together someplace, and anyone who's interested can um, uh, come into a play reading. Just last week, we were down at Dora Kyo's, where there must have been 17 or 18 people sitting around the table in the back kitchen at Dora's, yeah. reading a play called The Grabber, uh, which was written originally by um, uh, James Phelan's grandfather. I don't know whether you know James, Jim Phelan. Uh, uh, he wrote this play about uh, land being taken over at the time of the evictions back okay. in 1850 or so. And James, as the grandson, has found this play, uh, uh, rewritten it, adap- adapted it. It was submitted to the uh, to the Abbey Theatre mm. even back way back when. Uh, Yeats apparently had a hand in making suggestions about the original script. And so anyway. There were 15 of us reading the play, and at the end of each reading, um, there's discussion. Uh, Jim was there, so there were some very 
strong opinions expressed. You, you <laughs> need to try to do this or you need to try to do that. This part is strong, this part is weak, but yeah, this has potential. So who knows? Um, next year or the following year or down the road we might have might this, this. Yeah, this original play coming in. That's so amazing, that same huh? that same pattern was followed with Little Gem as it has been with others. Okay. People get together. In this case it was in our living room. Um, pass rolls around, read them through, and listen to the laughter, listen to the uh, tears, listen to the reactions afterwards. There's a, a no-holds-barred discussion to come. And at that point, no, no decision has been made. Nobody is, uh, has volunteered to direct or produce or be in it. or yeah. Just a really good chat, much like we're having here this morning. Right, yeah. right. Uh, that's great. Excellent. And of course, you've got Barbara Taylor here, who's uh, no not, uh, not new to this Stallworth, game. No, Barbara. Barbara, uh, I don't know how to phrase this because I'm sure she's listening. But <laughs> yes, Barbara's been a member of the, the group since the beginning. She is yeah. was right there at the very at the very beginning of the play, when her mother Dorothy and my father uh, Pat Hunt and um, oh dear, I'm getting in trouble here. I'm missing the the uh, Kenny. Kenny, Kenny, what was his first name now? Anyway, the three of them were given credit for, or most of the credit for having gotten the, the players rolling. Right. And so Barbara comes from a good good background. Good stuff. Her yes. mother, Dorothy, was just amazing on the stage. Yeah. You, you knew you were in the presence of talent when, when she was involved. Excellent. But yes, uh, Barbara is in the play and plays um, Kay, the uh, grandmother, and is doing very well uh, I, I will be at I haven't seen the rehearsal now for a few weeks I'll be going on Tuesday to see the first oh, run through of the whole thing oh wow brilliant. Wow. brilliant so that's the stage you're at right now with a, a February 15th kickoff you're at that stage yeah. uh, uh, yes uh, yeah. February 15th will be um, a preview performance okay it's a yep. $10 admission uh, the following night is the uh, gala the official opening of the show and um uh, from there on, it's Brilliant. we're running. Well done, well done. All right, well, you've done a great job getting us kicked off here. We'll give you a little <coughs> breather there, and you can get a wee glass of water into you, and because uh, that's all we serve here yeah. in the studio, <laughs> isn't it? Just is water it. now, uh, including ourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, and we'll uh, we'll play a wee bit of music here. Um, we said Desmond celebrated his birthday this week. A fella Shane McGowan celebrated his birthday a couple of weeks ago, and. Um, this song here called You're the One, he's performing with Maura Brennan from uh, Donegal. Went to school in Sligo, in uh, the Ursuline Convent down there. But uh, that night at his performance in uh, at his birthday party in Dublin there, Sinead O'Connor came on stage and sang this one. But uh, here's Shane and Maura. Dreams. You feel 
When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keene family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 the Queen's way in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. Very good. Um, listen, I got a, a bit of uh, bad news there. Uh, Joe Reynolds had reached out to me earlier and um, I wanted to let our listeners know, and many of our listeners would know this, that's a bit of shocking information, but uh, Anthony Tony Diamond, who is uh, from uh, mm. Meath, Navin, and uh, I worked with Tony for many years, actually, when I first moved here right. in a bit of construction. But he passed away suddenly in Calgary. He's been living in Calgary oh for gosh. a couple of uh, mm. years now, yeah. And uh, he was only 58 years of age, so that's way too soon. And, of course, um, you know, he's, um, his kids, um, I believe it were Clancy. And his first child was called Maxwell Danforth. So that goes, just goes I'm to show probably he knew quite well. 
uh, John Maxwell would have, been the, would have been a local, I would say. Absolutely, then, yeah. He lived down in that neck of the woods. And um, when I worked with him, we worked on that uh, Bloor Viaduct down there many years ago. Right. And went on to have a very successful business. But, um, yeah, he's originally from Navin. Um, nice lad. I got to know him quite well and a very generous lad as well. In fact, um, there's a celebration of his life being planned in Toronto for some time in the spring of 2018. And he actually wants, uh, there's donations um, in memory of Tony or to go to the Ireland Park Foundation. Right. IrelandParkFoundation.com yes. or the St. Patrick's Day Parade Society. Yeah. So uh, deep roots in the city and uh, that's how he wants to be remembered. So God rest his soul. He was Indeed. Um, yeah, he's a f- that, that's such a shocking bit of information. That's too young. It is. There's a, a lot in our community. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and um, hey, I was on uh, to a couple of people last night there. There's a big anniversary of the St. Pat's uh, Football Club coming up here. 50th anniversary is on Saturday, May the 12th. And uh, over the next uh, month or so, we'll have a couple of members from the from the uh, early days of the club coming in for a chat. And Good stuff. Uh, we'll have some, uh, some more, um, how would you say... Um, modern lads coming in from the club as well. All right, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so Young we'll be talking about that on the run-up. The O'Deadleys and Hugo will be doing all the all the action that oh, night, so great we'll, keep, we'll keep announcing the details of that on the And the, the details are on our website as yeah. well, of course, with all the other stuff from our calendar are always on our website. There's a load of stuff happening actually tonight, if, you, uh, if you're out and about too. Uh, speaking of uh, the Gaelic Athletic Association, um, tonight, starting at 7pm, uh, they'll host the awards banquet at the King's Garden Banquet Hall at uh, Can Motor Avenue in Etobicoke. So you can uh, get your information there. Tickets are $65. As I say, all our uh, information is on the uh, the website. And also tonight, there's a fundraiser for the St. Patrick's Day Parade Society at Muckish Irish Pub at Hymas Road in Scarborough. And uh, there's a big concert down in Stratford with the Stratford Symphony Orchestra. And again, all those details are on our website. We'll cover off a few more events on our uh, calendar. But we are here with Alan Hunt. He's in studio. He's producing Little Gem, the Toronto Irish Players' latest offering, kicking off on um, February the 15th with a, a preview show. And Alan, you've been out. You've been hunting down names. I Excuse have, the pun I there. Have, <laughs> but, uh, I have. And uh, you're not the first one to make that pun. Uh, yes, uh, it was Jerry Kenny, the ah, wonderful right. man, Jerry Kenny, who was uh, the third person who was given so much credit for getting the Irish players started. I had a little bit of a brain cramp there. And I uh, couldn't come up with the name, but that's who it was. Dorothy, my father, Pat, and Jerry, the three of them. Wonderful. Well, they started something that's been a, a great legacy in this uh, in this town. 41 years, is that right now we're into? Uh, I think was it 40 uh, last year you celebrated? 19, 1975 was the first Incredible. play. That's uh, amazing. And it was done at the... <coughs> excuse me. It was done in the uh, cafeteria at Neil McNeil High School. And uh, <laughs> the um, they like to tell the story of the RCMP showing up for the for the play because they were sure that if uh, a number of Irishmen were getting together <laughs> that there was sure to be trouble. <laughs> so, and that, I've actually, I believe it's a true story. My father was uh, the director of that show and um, just to jumpstart everything and get it, get it going, and it was a play, Kathleen Nehulahan, I think, by, oh, uh, by right. Yates. Yeah. And the, by Yates and the RCMP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, back then they liked to keep their eye on us, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Some other people have taken that away from us now, so we're all right anyway. Good stuff. All right, and uh, tell us what times do the shows start at? Let our, our audience know when they can uh, get down there. Generally speaking, you can assume 8 o'clock. If you're coming during the week between Thursday and Saturday, the curtain time is 8 o'clock. Um, 
If you're coming on a Sunday afternoon to one of our two matinees, that's 2 o'clock. Okay. Perfect. Great stuff. Very good. And it's all at the Alumni Theater. At the, at the Alumni Theater, 70 Berkeley, which yeah. is right on the corner of Berkeley and Adelaide, right to the very close to the corner of uh, Parliament and Adelaide, if that's easier to place. Wonderful. And it all wraps up on Saturday, March the 3rd on is the Saturday, final show, is it? March the 3rd. You can take a breather and then head out to the uh, Irish Person of the Year the following day. Oh, yes, uh, there you go. It Easy. never ends, eh? It never ends. <laughs> it for, never uh, ends. Well. That's great. Well, thanks a lot for that information, Alan. And uh, I'm sure it'll be well attended and well supported by the city as usual. Well, we certainly hope it will be. It's um, it's a play that's worth seeing. It, it really Brilliant. is. Um, the play itself is actually written in the in a series of monologues, intertwined monologues. And, and some people, we're not trying to hide that. Uh, some people hear the word monologue and they think it's going to be just utterly boring to have to sit and... But it's not the case at all. As I mentioned earlier, this play won an award uh, for its best writing. And you'd never think each each person, each uh, actor in the play really ends up playing about six different roles. Yeah. So that within each monologue, they are playing out everybody else who would be involved in the scene. It's a quite a challenge for them, really quite a challenge for the cast and for Kleena Kenny, who is uh, directing the show. Wonderful. All right, well, we'll play a wee bit of music and we'll come back and chat to you. And uh, given that this is a, a real human story, uh, Imelda May has a new uh, album out that she launched, well, just uh, there late last year. Life, Love, Flesh, Blood is the name of the album. And I uh, thought we'd pick this track here for you called Human. And we'll have a listen to it. It's a whole new sound from Imelda May. <laughs> be somebody saint I've tarnished my halo and my specialty is to take but I want you to think of me as better than the rest I've chased away my demons but I'm human at my best so come adore me
All right. Well, here we go with the Guinness Community Calendar and uh, mentioned a couple of things already in this afternoon. There is a celebration of Sean Mulcahy's life, and uh, that is at the uh, SGI Canada Buddhist Cultural Centre at uh, 2050 Dufferin Street, and it's taken place from 2.30 till 3.30. Tomorrow is the Cavan Monaghan brunch from 11 till 3 at Quinn's Steakhouse. And of course, that's down there off uh, Queen Street. And on uh, the dancing classes are back. You can find all the information on the uh, the dancing classes. Uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Maureen is busy with teaching you how to do a bit of dancing. So uh, make sure you get out to there and you can check them out on our website. Saturday, February the 3rd, there's an open door, Cayley. Everybody is welcome. Beginners and advanced alike. It's all taking place at the Royal Canadian Legion, 3591 Dundas Street West. Tickets are $15. And again, you can check out the phone numbers and email addresses on our website. Saturday, February the 10th, there's a Cayley dance hosted in the London Irish Folk Club at the German Canadian Hall. And that's down in London from 8 p.m. till midnight. Music is by Tradicted, and all dances and instruction will be by Maureen O'Leary. And tickets are $15 to that as well. On Saturday, February the 10th, please come out to Kramer's at 8 p.m. and help the Durham Robert Emmett's GEA Football Club celebrate 2017 season. They'll have lots to celebrate, including awards for the senior men and the ladies uh, player of the year and also the club person of the year tickets are $25 at the door and there'll be live music by Elaine Ryan and Cruds on the decks later and dancing you into the middle of the night there uh, February the 10th the Durham Irish Association are having their Irish Valentine's Pub Night at the Durham Celtics Supporters Club and that is down in Whitby music by DJ Mills and Jim Lehman there'll be a hot supper served and uh, that all kicks off at 7.30 tickets are $15 for that and um, also this is a, a new one the women of the chamber please come out and join their inaugural ICCTO women's networking night with winemaker Kelly Mason and uh, she'll lead your guests through an interactive tasting of exceptional and elegant wines and of course there'll be a bit of business I'm sure done as well that's all taking place on February the 13th at 6.30pm at Mildred's Temple Kitchen, and that is at 85 Hannah Avenue. Tickets are $40 for that, and you can check it out on the Chamber website. And, uh, of course, we've been talking here with Alan Hunt, and we'll chat a little bit more about the Toronto Irish Players. Little gem kicking off on February the 15th. The Mayo Association Pub Night is happening at the Galway Arms. That's taking place on February the 24th at 8 p.m. Also on February the 24th, the Kyoltas Lang and Gorman Branch will host an Irish Day with workshops in Irish language, singing and music. There'll be a luncheon and a little dancing to finish it all off. And uh, on Sunday, February the 25th, Again, another milestone in the city. Uh, it is the 40th annual concelebrated Mass in honour of St. Patrick, and that's taking place at St. Celia's Church, 161 Annette Street, and that is starting at 3.30. There'll be a solemn blessing of the shamrock. Ethna Heffernan will be uh, playing the Irish harp, and Hugo will also be your uh, master of ceremonies, and I'm sure singing a few songs. And uh, the principal celebrant there will be the Holomist, His Excellency, uh, Bishop Wayne Kirkpatrick. So uh, get yourselves down there. And I believe there's also going to be a lively atmosphere with some dancers from the Johnson School and Music. And that's by Michael Kelly. And Chris Lang and Weekend, the 2018 event, will showcase a stellar lineup of musicians from Canada and the United States and Ireland. And that is all uh, taking place from Saturday, March the 3rd, right through to the 10th. 
and there'll be workshops and it's a 7.45 Saturday gala concert on Sunday, March the 4th. There's brunches happening as well and all those details are on our website. And of course, we're into March and that means the Irish Person of the Year will be on on March the 4th at the Toronto Hilton. And of course, we're out there to celebrate Paddy, uh, Paddy Canavan and that will all kick off at noon. Tickets are $70 for that event. And uh, the following week, the Ireland Fund of Canada celebrate the St. Patrick's Day luncheon on Friday, March the 9th at the Metro Convention Centre. For all those uh, events, folks, you can go to our website, SaturdayIrishRadio.com, and get phone numbers and email addresses and kickoff times and all of that. Good man, Kenny. Take a break there. That was the uh, Guinness Community Calendar of Events. And uh, now arriving in Canada, Guinness Hop House 13 is all the way from the Open Gate Brewery at St. James's Gate in Dublin. Double hopped for a more flavorful lager from the first sip to the crisp finish. Earning its name from the original Hop House 13 and St. James's Gate, it's now available at select pubs and arriving across Canada in 500 milliliter cans. Guinness Hop House 13, more hops, more taste, more character. Have you tried it, Kenny? I love it. Me it's too. great stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. That's from our friends at uh, at Diageo. Very good. Very, very generous friends. All right. All well, right. You know that old saying, don't give up till it's over. All right. Here's the Dubliners. It's over. 
stuff. Well done. Uh, hard to beat the Dubliners. Yes. All right. Well, the, the hour flies. We're at 11.56 now. And um, I just want to thank you again, Alan, for coming in. It's been lovely having you in studio. Oh, it and, has uh, been my it's pleasure. Great. It has been my pleasure. Yeah, and you know, and you can pass this along from us as well. We're, we're here to support you in any way we can. And best of luck with Little Gem. It does sound like a gem. So uh, Well, it yeah. is. It is. Uh, the cast is all, they're all experienced. Uh, they've all been on stage with us before. You mentioned Joe Dolan earlier. Uh, yeah. Rebecca, who plays the middle character. Uh, Rebecca was in Joe Dolan uh, Along and you know you a year ago, that okay, incredible, yeah. magnificent <laughs> success. That was great. You're sitting here with a fellow who was almost in Joe Dolan. He almost yeah. had a part. I almost had a part, a voice part. Swiped away at the last minute. Oh, really? Yes. Well, I was <laughs> sitting here watching the way the two of you work, and I can say it's, a lo- it's only a matter of time you before think, you're oh, down there auditioning. Oh, no, that's good. <laughs> yeah. But you the, just the never know. has been thrown down. <laughs> Keep us in mind for something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Bad memories, though. I, I'd be afraid I wouldn't be able to remember any uh, of the, the lines. The lines. Could be tricky, all right. And this is a way to cheat. Put something <laughs> in your ear. Uh, you'd be surprised how many ways there are to cheat. Oh, <laughs> good. All right. Good. Well, you never know, that's then. just what we don't know. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks the again. Alumni Theatre, folks. Uh, little gem. Make sure you get out and support it. And for ticket information, Alan, do you want to throw that out to our yes, listeners? Yes. Uh, if you want to reserve a seat, the uh, number is Four, better read this one off to make sure I'm right. 416-440-2888. If you want to buy online or just get more information from the website, that, of course, is uh, torontoirishplayers.com. Or just Google Toronto Irish Players. It's the first one that will we'll jump find right up there. there. Great stuff. You've been Thanks, great. Alan. Thanks a million for coming in. We really well, appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. There we go. Another hour has flown by, folks. And uh, we'll say goodbye until next Saturday. All the best. for our Irish community can be heard 